Warning, the views expressed in this podcast are solely those of its participants and does not represent the views of any entity that they are associated with. Here's a felon, don't know what he's selling. Here's a square, overly prepared. The most unlikely two to pull up a chair. Welcome to the felon in the square. Yo, 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 coming at you. Episode 26, crazy. Episode 26, what's the goddamn deal? It's been like a fucking snow week Mm -hmm. for Tejas, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got some snow out here, but nothing compared to what you guys got. Right. So how did you you handle Snowvid? Bro, let me tell you something. I was so oblivious to what was about to happen and go down here, bro. I seriously regret some of the decisions I've made over the last week and a half. My son, last week, he said, Dad, it's going to snow. It's going to be like two degrees. And I laughed at him and I said, Son, you're so full of shit. I think the weatherman's all all smoking that shit again, bro. That don't Mm -hmm. happen here. The weather's going to change. It's not going to be that way, right? I wake up. My power is off. My heater is off. My home is seriously 48, 50 fucking degrees, right? Mm -hmm. I have no water. I have no electricity. I am frozen in time. All right? I realize I have to shit so fucking bad. (laughs) I have to shit so fucking bad. Uh, Dude, I had to free... I had to get up snow from my backyard. Basically boil snow. To flush my fucking toilets for two goddamn days, bro. Damn. It it was like a festering fucking turd on the boys' side of the house for about 24 <laughs> hours with doors closed and barriers, bro. I was embarrassed. I wouldn't have allowed anything or anybody to come into my house at that point in time. Dude, and nothing stinks more than a, an unwashed turd. You Boy, know? put some water on that thing. You know what I I'm know. talking about? Put some water on it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, infiltrating my nostrils. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, burning up my sense of smell. I think I can taste it. Mm -hmm. It it tastes just like it smells, Ryan. Delicious. Delicious. (laughs) (laughs) I don't Uh, remember eating that. Yeah, it was tough. Let me tell you. I went here in in Gerald, Texas. I went without water four and a half days. Okay. I had no electricity. Mm, not it. My electricity issue wasn't near as bad as my water situation. I know that most of the town here in Gerald was out of power for days and days and days. Um, but I was I was one of the lucky ones that I just I was on some point in the grid to where my street was basically missed for about I don't know six hours total. So it mm. wasn't that bad as far as the electricity went, but the water situation was catastrophic. Um, you know, I got a bully, so I have to have distilled water. If I don't give the dog distilled water, his skin gets out of shape. He gets boogery eyes. Mm-hmm. Everything goes wrong. So I, I had to just make do with boiled water or bottled water. Uh, my my water supply as of today is gone. I have no water. Um, bottled anyway, or distilled. Um, hmm. My water out of my tap, I'm on reserve water right now, so it has a yellow tint and a yellow tinge to it. So I'm having to boil anything that may be drank for the dogs. Um, Damn. I've lived on monsters, uh, microwavable meals. Uh, HEB is officially sold out of eggs, bread, milk. <laughs> um, I had... Uh, one night where I had to partake in the screwball just to make it through the night. Damn. Uh, the heater just so happened to uh, the AC heater unit froze over. So all heat and everything like that was just, it was a no go. So I was lucky enough to have portable heaters. Um, I have one of those fireplaces that uh, plug into the wall in my bedroom that kept my room probably 80 degrees hot, like a sweat lodge. Um, and I had another portable heater, um, that I would swap in between the boys rooms. Um, but bro, dude, talk about a state that just fell the fuck apart, man. We fell apart. But the thing about it is I stand back and I look at the entire situation today. 
mm-hmm. we didn't really do that bad. We didn't mm-hmm. really do that bad. Listen, there was no fucking looting. Right. There was no, there was nobody fucking running into the goddamn grocery stores, mugging the people or fucking taking food off the shelves. Like we were helping our customers. We, I'm not our customers. We were helping our neighbors. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, HEB helped their customers was yeah. that story out of Leander. Yep. Where yep. The, HEB power went out and they were just like, fuck it. Get on okay. out, boys. Yeah. Yep. They imagine, listen, I was a manager for HEB. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's think about the, uh, the food loss that HEB went through in those four days because those, those HEBs, this, they have backup generators, but those backup generators, they only last a few hours before the fucking power starts to go down. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about those dairy departments. Let's talk about those frozen departments. Let's talk about all that refrigeration product that is basically just counted as food loss. Right. Um, for HEB to be the big man, the big dick on the block and come through and supply all these families just in Leander. Let's talk about just Leander, that one mm-hmm. store. Yeah. The grocery stores are locked and fucking full right now of people going in there trying to get eggs, water, milk, meat, just to keep their families fed, right? For HEB to have a full fucking store and for them to be man enough to say, you know what? Our power's out. We can't do your credit cards. We support you. We're here for you. Take your food and you just get back in your vehicle. Drive safe. We love you guys. Like, dude. That's a huge fucking thing, bro. That's a huge thing. I don't think that you're going to be up on the east or west coast and see Kroger's do that type of thing. I don't think that that's going to happen. Okay? Yeah. Now, now, let's talk about HEB sales for one day. Okay? I was a manager. I was a department manager. I know the fucking numbers. When the, when the big runs hit um, at a good size store, we're talking about a million dollars in sales every 11 hours. That's what the average is. Thanksgiving, Christmas holidays like that we're talking a million dollars in 11 hours damn so for a store to be full of that many customers and for them to basically allow everybody to fill up their fucking carts and roll out of there that store took easily 150 200,000 loss just on that act of gratitude so i mean i really i take my hat off to fucking heb i wish i would never would have lost my job because of my fucking charge to heb because dude heb they're the fucking shit, bro. They give a fuck. They are here. Listen, fuck FEMA. Fuck any emergency service out there. HEB's there for fucking Texas. Yeah, straight up. Any natural disaster, HEB's rolling out a fucking team of the best employees of every fucking store that they put together. And these guys roll out and they fucking work there. And they fucking handle out water, food, anything to help the public. So, like, seriously, HEB, fucking jam, bro. We don't play. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm still waiting for them to expand west. Yeah. I know there's a couple of HEBs in like Mexico, but mm-hmm. come on, man. Move on west a little bit. Just a yeah. little bit. Not a lot. Yeah. Just outside of El Paso. Right. A couple hours. I mean, if an HEB landed in Albuquerque, I guarantee it would do well. But I'm, mm-hmm. this is, this is, so the local grocery here is Smith's. So, and that's a Kroger uh, affiliate. So there might be some issue there, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's been crazy. And I really didn't think about it all that much because, you know, I guess the impact of it didn't really, I wasn't feeling it or wasn't realizing it. Um, yeah, sure. We got snow here. Um, but it was like I said, nothing in comparison and we get snow on the regular. Mm-hmm. So it's not a huge deal. Um, but it wasn't until I was talking to Patricia and she's like, man, I'm kind of worried about my grandma. She's in a nursing home and mm-hmm. if they're without power and I was like, oh shit, you're right. Like those are the things I was like, oh, okay. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I'd hit up like Blanche, the cell and Alice, they would just hit me up in the chat and they would, you know, talk about they're fine. You know, power went out for a little bit. We're good. You know, so I knew they were okay, mm-hmm. but it, I guess the, the, the full impact of, taking it like a first world country <laughs> and mm-hmm. being like, Hey guys, let's do a little third world dip just for a little bit. Yeah. Make sure we boil that water. Mm-hmm. Make sure, you know, and the things that we take for granted, you know, if nothing else is built up some immune systems, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's- and let me tell you, Ryan, it was so frustrating for me. Um, 
because my escape is just getting on that goddamn Xbox Live. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That is my escape from reality. And it gave me just enough fucking power, okay, to turn my Xbox on, my router to restart, and for me to log into a game lobby to where I'm dropping into a match, and as soon as I'm going to jump off the craft to get into a fucking match, poof, power off. I'm yeah. talking this happened about 10 fucking times in a row before I was just like, fuck it. Fuck Dude, it I, could, I could just picture you like on one of those little fan bikes, right? <laughs> the old school fan bikes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting that shit going. Like, <laughs> Chance, get over here, pedal for a little bit. Yeah. Chance himself, bro, I'm going to say, man, like, how'd he handle it? Because that, that boy lives on electronics. Yeah, he had a really rough time, okay? Um, listen, you know how I feel about Amanda. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. Like, I, I am just. familiar. Yeah. I ain't got nothing good to say, okay? Um, That's why we don't talk about her much. Right, right. I have nothing good to say about her. This dumbass, after all those years that I was married and dating her and dealing with that house and dripping pipes when freezes would come through and everything like that, she was not smart enough to drip the pipes in the house. So my poor children mm. went five days without showering mm. because she bursted a fucking pipe in that house. And, uh, yeah, and, and I was at the point to where, like, I was honestly ready to eat my aggression my anger, my frustration, all those years of bad things to go in and help this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want my people, my babies to be sitting there with dirty assholes, right? Um, but I'm glad that I didn't have to climb up in that attic and deal with that house, considering the history there. Mm-hmm. But I was able to go pick up my son on Thursday. I, I risked accident. Dude. The roads were so bad, Ryan, because it would do this. It would snow, then it would sleet, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and then it would melt, and then you would get more precipitation with ice falling on top. So we're talking about just snow, ice, snow, ice, you know, layers of this shit. I came about a foot away from an accident with an 18-wheeler. Um, it's, called a, it's called a fuck shit stack. Yeah. I think that's the technical term. Dude, my asshole was so fucking tight, bro. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, <laughs> it was bad. It's just real. Um, you know, luckily out here, there's no, there's like humidity super low. And if there's precipitation in the air, it doesn't cause much to ice over. Mm-hmm. But it's like when the stuff starts to melt and, or if it's like a, a neighborhood that's not driven very often, mm-hmm. then you'll get some, some patches. Um, but there was one time I think I think I hit a patch exiting off a highway and I just felt the back end of my, my Jeep let loose a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh and then I got it back on and but yeah, talk about not you know no one no one in Texas has like chains, right? Mm-mm. No one Very needs to put chains on their on their vehicles. I saw unless unless they vacation yeah in the mountains or something. I saw one person in the neighborhood that actually had chains on their truck. One yeah. person in my entire subdivision. So that was really a rarity to see. But, um, bro, <laughs> it was fucking bad, Ryan. It was so bad. I know with the power going off, everybody's been talking shit about ERCOT and Ted Cruz and blah, blah, blah. Well, I just got word. I actually had video footage of one of our people coming back off that fucking plane with Ted Cruz. That's just in. First. First. <laughs> Kurt Loader signing in here from MTV News. We have fucking video evidence of one person, no other than the famous fucking Nate Perio, coming off that bitch ass plane with Ted Cruz from fucking Cancun. The man should have been home, right? The man should have been home because he is the power guy, right? No, Nate Perio decided to go on vacation with Ted this weekend. Nate, welcome to the show. Go ahead and tell us what the fuck you did over the weekend, why your tan looks so good, and talk to us about the fucking Texas power grid and what the fuck happened. Because you know what? I know you're a big money guy, 
but let's just talk about it, bro. It ain't big money the way that I was sitting in this fucking cold ass house with my balls shriveled up in my stomach. So tell me what happened. Oh, what's up, my felon and my square? It's good to be back. <laughs> yeah, you're man. right, man. Uh, kicking it, kicking it on the beach uh, with Ted Cruz was awesome. Had my little cornrows done up, did up, as they would say. Uh, but I had to cut my, I had to cut my stay a little short and come back, back to Houston, Texas, to go ahead and uh, put in some of that work. Uh, so yeah, man. I mean, this was the craziest storm uh, winter-wise that Texas has ever seen. Uh, I think the hurricanes they just they just keep telling Texas to hold my beer and outdoing each other. But uh, storm-wise, winter storm-wise, uh, this was the uh, the pinnacle of winter storms that we've ever seen. Uh, I mean, I. Uh, I'll age myself. I'm 42 years old. I've seen the first snowfall in Houston, Texas, that of my time, which was in 1989, at uh, uh, 11 years old, and then again uh, February 2nd, 2011, where the first time that I was in the electric industry that I saw uh, rolling brownouts uh, when I worked in the Austin area, and then. Uh, this event, which I was actually called in to work to help assist the system controllers that I trained to do the job that I used to do. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, 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 this week has been uh, one for the record books, uh, as most people would say. Uh, for me, it was one uh, that finally allowed me to sleep for like nine hours with no one messing with me. Uh, but yeah, uh, sorry, sorry. Chris, that uh, you know, without power. Uh, honestly, I, I had to make a, a decision uh, here locally uh, as load was being dropped uh, to drop my friends, my neighbors, my family. Uh, I put them in the dark uh, for the greater good of the state. So uh, everybody can bag on ERCOT all they want. Um, there's been a lot of, uh, let's just call it what it is, a lot of bitch-ass people throwing bullshit out there on social media, wanting to point a finger at somebody else. And uh, Ryan and I, we've only known each other for a couple of months now. Slim's known me, you know, probably the better part of 15 years. Uh, I, 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 I don't blame people for shit happening. 20 years, Nate. It's 20 years, you bitch. 20, 20 years, years. 20 years. I, I, yeah. it, have you, unless you can contest this, have I ever blamed someone for something that has happened to me? No. No. So no. I, I look at it like this. Everybody's blaming Ericot. I, I blame them because uh, Ericot does have a hand in this. They, you know, everybody says Ericot wasn't prepared. Uh, and maybe they weren't, uh, but at the same time, neither were you, you weren't prepared for this. They weren't prepared for this. Nobody was prepared for this. Uh, so right. I mean, and then, that's, that's just what happened. Right. So, uh, I, yeah, I know everybody wants to know, you know, why it happened. Uh, why it happened is, uh, the winter months is typically when the majority of the Texas generators, uh, are scheduled to come offline. We call them shoulder months. Uh, it's the months where the the typical peak demand is not very high. Uh, so these units are scheduled out, and we schedule these everything that is, every piece of equipment, whether it's uh, a, a transformer, a switch, a breaker, a generator, a transmission line, a distribution line. Uh, the majority of this stuff is scheduled months in advance. Sometimes, uh, sometimes there there's a schedule that's a year in advance that they start studying and as things work in its favor, they allow those outages. Uh, but, uh, at a minimum, uh, three to six months is a typical outage time or uh, a submittal time for that outage, uh, to occur. Meaning that if I want to take an outage out, uh, you know, June 1st, I submitted it January 1st, uh, just for simple math sakes, you know, six months prior to that outage. Uh, that's typically how that happens. 
So these units, we know we, uh, Texas, and, and, and that's part of the reason why this happened is Texas is built to withstand hurricanes, tornadoes, and 40 plus days of 100 degree weather. That's what Texas is about. We're about hot ass summers, some hurricanes uh, around the, you know, the, the Gulf Coast, and then some, uh, some tornadoes in the DFW panhandle area. That's what Texas is about. Everything else is all fucking blistering summer heat. That's what our grid's designed for. So in the summertime, go ahead. I have a couple questions. They're just like technical things. So you you mentioned a brownout. So what is the difference between a rolling brownout versus a blackout? Is like what is the difference between those two things? So it, uh, that's a good question. So uh, rolling brownout is what you see California do almost every fucking year. Uh, and it's what we, we have done in Texas twice now, uh, in, in my experience, uh, with the February 2nd, 2011 event and then uh, the February 2021 event. Uh, the brownout just means that there is dedicated load that the state is willing to drop to save the rest of the state. And as a courtesy to every utilities customers, we try to do that on a interval. Uh, most utilities, it's a 15 minute interval. So that means that if I cut your power for 15 minutes, I'm gonna cut somebody's power in the next 15 minutes and put yours back. Which for small amounts of load, it is very easy to do, and it is a manageable system. Even uh, like the first time I did it, where I had to do it all manually. Now I have a program that does it automatically. I just I type in how much load I want to shed, how long I want it to be shed, and I hit go. And I just sit there and I just watch the load roll. Uh, so that's a brownout. That means that the state is still intact. We are just choosing to drop so much load at a particular time until we can get the resources back online or get additional resources online. Uh, a blackout is where the state has no power, no generators online, uh, no transmission line is carrying load to a subs or carrying power to a substation and stepping it down to uh, the distribution system, which Intel brings it into your house and powers your, TV, your computer, your phone charger, your, things of that nature. Uh, so that's the difference between a brownout means that we still have power. Uh, blackout means that there's no power anywhere. Okay. Now, second question. You said Texas is equipped for things like hurricanes. And, you know, I'm assuming that's for flooding and, and things of that nature, high winds. Now, what is what? what was it about the snowstorm that is so different from say like a hurricane is it the weight of the snow is it the 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 fact that it sticks around and doesn't move what it, what made it so different than a hurricane situation so you, you got to take in mind that uh hurricanes hurricane season is late spring all through summer and early fall when mm-hmm. in texas it's 100 degrees Generators are designed to run when water can cool it. No matter, no matter if it's uh, nuclear power, coal power, natural gas power, all those are designed to have water as a cooling mechanism. And what does water hate? Water hates freezing temperatures. So Texas, gotcha. you know, every, every, we laugh here in Texas. Uh, you, how, how many people do you know uh, or have seen that live in the north during the summer and winter vacation in Texas? Because we don't have snowbirds, man. Yeah. yeah. 40 degrees is a Texas winter. And here we mm-hmm. would. Chris, uh, what, what was the daily temperature Monday and Tuesday in Gerald, Texas? Um, I, I couldn't tell you the daily, but I believe that the coldest that it got was like one degree. One degree. I couldn't tell you the daily, but I think that the coldest was one degree. 
Yeah. The, the coldest I saw in Kingwood, Texas was 14 degrees. I've had to go out of this state and out of this country to see those type of temperatures before. So what I'm getting to is that Texas, uh, we're doing everything to make sure that we can push mass amount of water into these uh, generating facilities to cool them off. Uh, we don't insulate them to try to push cold water through or, you know, for water to withstand or the equipment to withstand freezing temperatures with things that freeze going through them. Uh, so you take uh, New York, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, uh, all those northern, even Canada, uh, and then all the European countries that, you know, stay, you know, they get into the single digits, negative digits, Alaska, all that. They, they design their power grid to be able to handle those temperatures because that's a normal temperature for them. And what I mean by that is in Texas, we want to keep our houses, say I'm, say I'm Mr. Money, money books, money pocketbooks, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, I want my house to be 72 degrees. So I'm willing to spend that extra dough, right? Well, summer, summer, it's a hundred degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In order to keep it 70, 72 degrees, I'm only asking for a 30 degree difference from ambient temperature to comfort temperature. In the wintertime, what we what Texans, as we're doing last week or this week on Monday and Tuesday, was we were saying, I want to be 70 degrees again, but I'm at one degree, nine degrees, 14 degrees. So I'm asking almost a 70 degree difference. So there's that much more demand for power. And of course you're talking about a time that most of our units are offline receiving maintenance to fix the damage from the previous summer and prepare for the next summer. Yeah. And that's, that's statewide. It's not localized. It's not like it's just central Texas. Yeah, and, and, it's not you like know, it's just Houston. Uh, it's the whole state. Right. No, and no, no. And that's what made this storm uh, different from all other storms is the 2011 event, event. It affected the panhandle. It affected the DFW. It affected central Texas. And it just, just got on the verge of, the, the Houston area, even though because of the way the grid's designed and that ERCOT is 90% of the, the state, the entire state participated in that load shed thing. This year, this event, it reached from the panhandle to South Texas. Everybody fucking played. Everybody was frozen and everybody played. So that was, that's what, you know, is different from this storm from the 2011 storm is that, it wasn't just half the state frozen. It was the whole fucking state. Brownsville's never seen snow before. Not that I'm aware of. No. Guess what? The valley got snow this year. Uh, Chris, would you have six yeah. inches of snow? Eight inches? Oh, more, I, I had more than that. Nate, I opened up my four inches here in Houston. Yeah. I happen, you know, I let the boys out to go piss in the backyard, the Razor and Boris, man. I opened up my back door whenever that first initial burst hit, okay? That snow, uh, mind you, I have a stoop, okay, on my back door. I opened up that door, Nate, that snow was all the way up to my hip. Like, that's how high the snow fucking went, bro. I mean, I had drifts like you wouldn't believe. Dude, I'm telling you, everybody, everybody's blaming somebody because nobody was ready for this shit. And I'm going to send you guys a picture. So take in mind, this is Tuesday. Uh, probably about, I don't know, maybe let's call it 2 o'clock. I'm going out to help a neighbor that had some issue with some frozen pipes. And then... I'm also looking after a friend of mine's family that is out of town because he's a pilot and his wife and his small children are at home alone. This is stuff that I used to wear to build power lines. I'm talking full, you know, uh, 
insulated bibbed overalls, uh, mm -hmm. you know, insulated uh, Carhartt jacket, hoodie, long sleeve <laughs> thermal shit that people go you know, stuff that people yeah. go skiing in. You know, and because I knew that I was going to be in the elements for anywhere from 12 to 16 hours a day. And, you know, what I thought was bad back then was, you know, 40, maybe 35 degree temperatures. It was 14, 15 degrees here. And I'm, that's what I wore just to go check on my neighbors. Uh, so like I said, is mm -hmm. everybody's pointing fingers, but nobody was ready for this shit. Nobody was ready for Texas, all of Texas, the Valley. Like I, one of the guys I work with, uh, he, he commutes back and forth from the Valley, uh, to the Houston area, uh, because of our schedule and our rotation, he, he gets a week off, you know, every five weeks. So he goes home, uh, when he can, uh, his wife called him. They had, they had snow in Brownsville, Texas. When I, when I think Brownsville, Texas, Slim, step in and tell me if I'm wrong. I'm thinking, let's hit Matamoros, tequila shots, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Mexican hookers, strip clubs. Mm, there's a lot of you places we can name. Yep. I'm thinking sunshine and asses. That's what I'm thinking. Brownsville mm -hmm. got snow this year. Yeah. <laughs> so. Now, is there uh, any ex yeah. explanation on like, what what the specific weather event was that hit Texas so hard? Like, what was it about this year and our climate that was it from Canada down in like yeah. a it was like a, a line was or two polar vortexes basically? Wasn't that correct, Nate? Two polar vo vortexes created like this set of frozen titties. That just circumnavigated south all the way to Texas. And you can see it. It looks like two fucking titties all the way down the fucking map, bro. And these things just came with fucking such ferocity. Am I right, Nate? I, 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 I'm going to take your word for it, brother. You got to remember my kids were out of school the week leading up to this. So my ass was in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Took my kids on a vacation. Yeah. My wife's been working her ass off with the whole COVID shit in the ER. Uh, I've been working nonstop from home. So uh, kids are out of school for a week. Uh, that's the way our school district designed uh, our school years is to have two weeks off a year, excluding Thanksgiving, Christmas, and spring break. Uh, so we, we packed up and we headed out. Like I didn't know anything about this cold weather event until like Wednesday night. Uh, everybody starts messaging my wife. My wife starts freaking out. She was like, how are we going to get home? And I'm like, uh, we're in the truck. And I've, I, even though that I've grown up in Texas, I have drove driven in these types of conditions and I understand how to maneuver in them. I, I didn't even have chains, but I, that's what I told her. I was like, we'll find, we'll find us a, you know, a, a auto parts store that has chains. I'll put chains on this, this bitch and we'll, we'll roll on Black beauty. She does not stop. We just keep on trucking. Uh, so my wife was real scared. We ended up changing our route home to drive straight south until we got to New Orleans and then cut west back into Texas because she was afraid that all this weather was going to catch up to us. So I don't know. Uh, I'll wait for, you know, ERCOT's meteorologist and, you know, our uh, uh, third-party weather advisors to kind of, like, put together their, their package of, you know, what type of weather event caused – Texas to see these types of temperatures because this is not a normal thing for us. But uh, last in 2011, it was the the Canadian polar vortex that did cause this. So if Chris is saying that the news was broadcasted that there was two of them, I, I, mm -hmm. I that's something I could I, I could get behind. I could believe it until I see mm -hmm. um, the type of experts that our industry leans on for these weather events, uh, it sounds right. It sounds good. Uh, I, I wouldn't discredit anything until I have, you know, other proof. I'm trying to find the, the satellite images of it hitting, but yeah, man, it was, it was a combination of two polar vortexes coming from Canada. And I swear 
the images looked exactly like a fucking big old pair of tits. And they just converged on each other and just went straight south. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Texas has got titty fucks. <laughs> that's accurate. But, you know, that's what I said. Uh, you know, he- here's the deal is uh, I- I'll admit it. I- I'm about as fucking Republican as they come because the money I make is the money I want to keep in my pocket. So that, and that's, that's my basis, but I'm going to say, and, and I'll, I will stand with my hand on a Bible. And I'll say right now that this isn't political based. This isn't, uh, active, you know, uh, tree hugger versus hippie versus, you know, backwoods punch drunk motherfucker. What it boils down to, is that in order to winterize the Texas power grid, it would cost billions of dollars. And for two guys that are starting a business, let me ask you this. If someone said, hey, this is what you, you need to do to make this, you know, uh, responsible for your customers. Uh-huh. Would that not in if you did this, would it not increase your bottom line? Oh, drastically. First so, of all, I don't know if I'm about businesses, but <laughs> well, so I, I've got some people that are in this Delta Eight Dues.com business. Uh, so they might be able to speak mm. on this. But I, that's what I'm saying, is the Texas power grid the the Texas power grid in order to winterize it's going to cost billions of dollars. But if they winterize it for what? For another decade from now, maybe there's an event, or two decades from now, there might be an event. There's right. you're, winter, you're winterizing well. for the what if. You're basically buying yeah, so, and, winter and insurance, the, and you don't need it. That's the risk versus reward that Texas plays. We we prep for you know, 105 degree temperature and hurricanes and tornadoes. We don't, we don't, the risk of us getting into the single digits for half the damn state. Just like when Harvey dropped 52 inches of rain, uh, Beltway 8 was designed to withstand like 30 inches of rain, Highway 99. Uh, The new toll road was, uh, when they did their historical study, uh, they went with a 25-year floodplain. Uh, both of them were underwater. Why? Because it was the first time that right. the city of Houston had ever seen 52 inches of rain in a short amount of time. So the infrastructure but, was worthless. But, so but now something we're like about 52 inches of rain is more more likely to happen again versus one degree temperatures. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I would take something. those odds. Uh, I totally I, agree. I, 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 Go ahead. I, I'd bet good money that we see thirty plus inches of rain before we saw single digits in half of Texas. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. Like, listen, I don't think that this is something that the state is going to be um, willing to bust out billions of dollars for because this is something that just doesn't happen. And that, like you said, that just in case insurance, I don't think that Texas is going to be able to fork out $2 billion for just a, oh, let's see this happen and get in 30, 40, fucking 50 years, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so this is what I would I say know. is I'm not going to do it because I, so let me back up and let me say is ERCOT directs power for 90% of the state. Part of the Panhandle, part of the tip of West Texas, part of East Texas, uh, and part of Southeast Texas is what is they're they're in other interconnections. So ERCOT is an interconnection within the state of Texas. Uh, and if you draw a line through the middle of the state of Texas up to Canada, and you divide it in the left and right, you got the eastern interconnection and the western interconnection, and all those grids are connected together. 
meaning that power that is generated in uh, New York can be shipped all the way to, you know, through multiple companies into Florida and then Florida all the way to Louisiana and then all the way up and then back over to New York. Now, that becomes an issue because there's interchange tags and all this other BS. And the same can be said with the West. So you can go, uh, you know, uh, uh, California to, you know, New Mexico and then back up to the Dakotas and back up over to Washington, back into Seattle. So it just makes two big squares right around Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All those people that, that several states and several generators in every state pitching generation into a pool and everybody kind of can pull from it and pay one another back. Uh, and depending on what type of weather New York's having, Florida residents can kind of pay that effect of them spending a ton of money in heat and then vice versa in the summertime as New York can see the, the price increase for their summer electric bills because Florida demands more electric in the winter or in the summertime. Right. Uh, same with the West coast. So EarthPod is until I'm proven different and I'm going to have some other fucking questions. Uh, ERCOT, we do not sell power outside of state lines. Every, everything that's generated within the ERCOT footprint is sold inside the, the ERCOT footprint. Okay. Uh, Here's my question, that, Nate. Nate. I got this for you. Okay. So my understanding is this, that since ERCOT owns basically 95% of the power in Texas, is that correct? They direct 90% of Texas. Okay. So with that being said, so we'll talk about, let's say, what is it? Um, Encore, Reliant, NRG, all of these other different, power companies it all essentially is being purchased from ERCOT where is that correct they're like the supply right they're the plug uh it, that's how everybody gets paid uh ERCOT per se you could say they purchase from the generator and then they get paid by the utilities it, it's I, I don't know that money changes hands like that, but it, you could say in, in a, a simple format, the generators produce power, ERCOT buys power and sells it to the companies that send it to their customers and the customers pay them, they pay ERCOT and generator gets okay. paid. Everybody, everybody's got a hand in it, gets right. paid. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, um, <clears throat> how do I word this? Let's say that, um, all of a sudden I get my power bill. Is my power bill going to be just jacked the fuck up through the goddamn roof for this past month for what we've gone through? Is there going to be a, um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's going to be more than what you're used to. Because the the resources that were needed to sub, to to make that power that was supplied, uh, the cost went up for them. Mm-hmm. So the cost will be whatever they figure that cost is. It will be pushed down to everybody that had a meter on at that time, and and that was kind of what I was leading into with the you know us you know with the the state spending billions of dollars to winterize as a company. If you have to increase your cost for some said reason, that means that your product is going to increase as well so that you can Mm -hmm. recoup that cost. Mm -hmm. Everybody has bitching that ERCOT wasn't prepared. Wasn't, wasn't necessarily true. ERCOT wasn't not prepared. Yeah. They weren't prepared for single digits. But they thought that their studies had indicated that they had uh, secured enough generation for the demand that they were going to face. So they were prepared for what they thought was going to happen. But what happened and what they thought were happening were two different things. 
Uh, even if they would have prepared for that, I don't know that we would have been, I still think we would have went into rolling blackouts. I, I don't think they could have prepared for the worst. I don't think they could have over-prepared and ever got to the point that we were to be sufficient. Okay. So if that makes sense. Um, here's, here's, here's my final question. Uh, I'm going to leave the platform open for Ryan if he has a question after this, but um, I'm going to end it on this. It might be a one or it might be a two parter. Okay. How many drinks did you have with Ted? <laughs> and are you going to fucking, are you going to vote him for reelection? Do you agree? Nathan, Nathan, do you agree with the man's decision? I mean, we know, we know we did it right. But looking back now, seeing what happened and knowing what we know, do we agree? Do you agree? Not we. Do you? Do you agree with the man's fucking decision to dip on us, being the man that he is? You know, tell me how you feel. That, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I, I, I say, hey, hey, any Texan that says that they would not trade single digit weather for 80 degree weather is a fucking lie. So yes, right, but they don't uh, have the means I, to do so, right? <laughs> motherfucker, I, I'm telling you, I spent eight fucking grand the week before. Had I not? Oh, spent he had grand, to drop the number, Ryan. This motherfucker right here dropped the goddamn number. I would have flown. I would have flown my ass and my family's ass because my passports are sitting in my safe deposit box. I went and picked those bitches up. And I'd have flown my ass to Cancun. Fuck yes, I would have. Does it look bad for right, Ted I'm Cruz? Say it. Fuck yeah, it does. This man is in Fuck fucking yeah, first off. This man is under investigation, cat. Ryan. Nathan Perio is under investigation. First off, this man dropped the goddamn number of what he spent on vacation trying to hang that ham on both of us. I ain't spent eight goddamn no, grand on no, no, no fucking vacation no, okay. ever. I, I just I, I want I want the audience to know, and I, I wish I wish I could get everybody that I have been messaging on Facebook for the last week. I wish I could get them into this fucking like I when y'all when y'all drop this shit on Facebook that there's a new episode. Mm-hmm. I'm tagging each and every fucking mm-hmm. one of those motherfuckers because I want them to hear. The ones that are for it, the ones that are against it, the mm-hmm. ones that fucking you know think we're coming to a fucking end. I, I want everybody to hear it, and that's what I told it. I, I told this one motherfucker, and I hope he call. I hope he. I hope he. When I tag him, he listens because I want that motherfucker to call me. Call me five one two. We're sorry, you have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. Oh my what? god! <laughs> call at your boy because I'll break it off in you that way too. I'm gonna edit that shit out, man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he has been skirting. You trying to slap this around, around Nathan? No, I just wanted to know this. This motherfucker right here ain't old enough. He's still wet behind the ear. Ain't old enough to know shit. But all of a sudden, has become a fucking uh, aficionado, uh, for lack of better words. In the fucking energy world, and that's what I told okay, him. A couple like, things. Couple yeah, things, Nate. First of all, you are our audience, so <laughs> there you go. Um, so, um, other than that, it's called being woke, right? Mm. Uh, and, and and he was sleep, right? Mm-hmm. He was sleep, but then this happened. And he got woke. He lost his power, and he was yeah. cold, and then he was woke. Then he was woke. Because, <laughs> you know, unlike most people, if it's cold, I can sleep. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can sleep. Um, hey, it's, no. it's, 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 that, it's that manly beard that keeps us warm, right? <laughs> Word. But I'm, I'm definitely going gonna, gonna to have to edit out that phone number, man. I can't have <laughs> your, your information just out there like that, man. Be able, He's going to get that email. You've been part of a data leak. Oh, damn it. Oh, son of a bitch. 
Um, go ahead and give us your last four of your social while you're at it. Give me um, the name of the street you lived on as a child, your favorite pet, and your first vehicle. And your first grade teacher. Uh, I, I mean, go ahead, edit it out. But I will say, you know, y'all introduced me. I can be found on social media. So hit me up. Like, yeah. I, I. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I, I know, like I'm, 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 I'm totally for you having. I'm totally for you having like a Discord with this person. I just don't think it should be <laughs> in public <laughs> to the extent of like people in Colorado getting your phone number. I, I'm talking. I'm talking to everybody in Texas. I yeah, it would be nice that this one motherfucker would learn something, but. To be honest, it is everything that I have seen, uh, whether it's the schools are opening back up. Why shouldn't they? Like, the rest of us are going back to work. Chris, your wife going to Mm -hmm. work? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all going to work. Guess what? Mm -hmm. How many people do I know that had pipes in their houses break? Guess what? A bunch. They're going to work. Mm-hmm. Guess what we're going to do? Mm-hmm. We're going to do what Texans do. And this is the one thing is as much as I, I don't agree with everything from Republican politicians that I say that I am. Uh, there are Republicans that are politicians that are, are getting ready to start running uh, for office that are mandating, uh, you know, this COVID-19 vaccination. If you want your kids to go to school. I don't want my kids to be vaccinated because I, I want there to be study done on it because every vaccine that has ever been pushed without proper, uh, you know, trial testing has always come back to lead into something long-term health related. So I don't want to, you know, impose my, my children to that. Uh, you want to, you, you know, you want to test on me and, you know, screw me for the next 30, 40 years, I, by, by all means, go for it. But uh, don't, don't, don't show, you know, don't stop my kids from growing up and having the opportunity that I've had by watching them grow, uh, things like that. So uh, I, I think that we need to stop and drop the whole political, you know, conversation it's not about republican and democrat i think we need to get back to what i remember growing up as is are are you good people or are you not right mm-hmm. you know I mean, that's my deal is uh, everybody wants to blame somebody else but nobody wants to take the blame for anything and uh, you know uh my family has spent 12 hours and i'm not even part of fucking ERCOT. i'm per- part of the eastern interconnection so uh you know, everybody in Texas want a bitch. Hey, the the Eastern Interconnection. You know, we went we went into bro, uh, rolling uh, brownouts also. So you don't see everybody in the across the street from me on into Louisiana bitching about losing power. Um, like, I want people to be held responsible for what they do, but at the same time. Uh, Quit fucking blaming everybody. Take your own goddamn responsibility. Sorry, I may have got on my little soapbox there for a minute, but I mean that's just how I feel. No, that's good, bro. No, yeah, no. Everybody, everybody here. This is a fucking totally like religion, religion, political fucking. We don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. We just want to talk about how the experience and everybody handles it, right? And at the end of the day, just like you said, like bro, Texas. You were out there helping your fucking neighbors, right? I was doing the exact same thing, right? You go all up and down the streets here while this was going on, man. There was people outside helping their fucking neighbors. You know, everybody came together and we made it through it. Like, no, no big deal. Like, yeah, we're fucked up. We got fucked up, but it wasn't that big of a fucking deal. At the end of the day, it's Sunday. The sun came out. And you know what? We're going to go to sleep tonight. We're going to wake up tomorrow. The sun's going to come up again and we're just going to carry the fuck on. Monday, we're back at work. That's what it is. I don't think that there's a lot of states in this fucking union that could have done what we just fucking did, what we went through. You know? Like, bro, the toilets were frozen. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. Everybody Tuesday was fucked. I was it wearing was just a, across the board. Sunday I was wearing sandals. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, we did okay. We handled it. Not a big deal. We're out of it. Everybody's going to fucking just turn their head and we're going to carry the fuck on. And that's it. Yeah, man. And yeah. and as we wrap up, I want to just say, you know, I know, I know I'm, I'm removed. I'm in New Mexico, but I still have family in Texas and it's important. I have a lot of friends in there, you know, um, just thank you to all the power workers, the linemen, the people out there who, you know, aren't responsible for this, but they're responding to it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the ones out there freezing their ass off to get you that power that you need. Right. So thanks to those people out there making it work. And you're, yeah. you're completely right. You know, as much as I stand on my soapbox, I, I'm thankful for, the guys that are physically doing the work that I used to do, climbing the poles, standing out there in the, you know, the freezing temperatures and the sleep and the snow talking about like, even the people that are cooking meals to feed these guys, uh, the hotels that are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, providing rooms for them to, you know, at least have warm, warm beds to sleep in. Uh, so don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, as much as the electric industry is my livelihood, uh, I I don't shit on other people just so I can prosper. I, I want everybody to get the same recognition uh, across the board from the guy that is, you know, flipping burgers or making pizzas or making cold cuts to drive over to the Holiday Inn to, to give to the linemen or to give to the controllers. Uh, you know, whatever your job is, if you were doing something in this storm that allowed somebody else to do what they needed to do, to to me, you're you're the goddamn hero. Uh, you know, part of my friend. That's what community but, should be. You know, exactly, and, and that's what I want. I would like to see us to be that way again. We used to be. You know, I remember. You remember growing up and seeing the made the USA stamp on everything and how proudful that Americans were to be American. And now we're, we're just a bunch of finger pointers. Like nobody it is, I guess my age is showing, but you know, it, it just, it, it kills me <laughs> that we're, there's so many keyboard warriors and e-thugs that they stand behind a screen and a keyboard and they want to bitch and complain about, how they were, you know, without power. Guess what? A lot of y'all hit the smash on the like button for could spend, uh, you know, a month in a cabin in the wilderness with no fucking internet, but you couldn't make it three goddamn days in Texas without power. And here you are bitching and complaining and crying and blaming somebody else. Yeah, that's all I got, bro. I want to say I want to thank Nate for coming on and telling us about the fucking power grid in Texas. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, he's still a geriatric old fuck, and he sucks at Call of Duty. <laughs> um, Bitch, I carried your ass the other night, so you better drop that shit. You know, a hey. broken clock right once a day, you know? Twice a day. Whatever, twice a day. But- that's all to say. But for real, Nate, thank you. Thank, you for always, <laughs> thank you for always supporting us in this podcast, uh, being being our ride or die, essentially. And uh, for the work that you do and the work that you have ahead of you. Or the work that you didn't do to keep me warm, you cunt. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, because I didn't keep certain fucking warm there's some work for some other boys that they did to keep this motherfucker patient <laughs> enough not to kill a motherfucker so why don't you why don't you go ahead and drop mm. that bitch uh, fucking dry line <laughs> you got nothing to say I'm quiet but no but in, in all in all honesty and all seriousness thank you thank you for being on here we appreciate you hit us up uh, on the Instagrams, the Facebook, all that, all that fun stuff. Uh, and we're recording this in video, apparently, mm. so you can be able to look at look at our handsome faces. <laughs> oh, I've never heard of them. Anyway, 
<laughs> Y'all have a you good night. We will see you on the flippity flop. All right. We'll see you on the flippity flip. Next week, full on video. Helicopter coming in hot. OnlyFans Midnight Meat Man 21. I'm afraid. I'm, if I search that, I'm afraid of what I'd find. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. Peace out. Peace out. Laters. Delta Dudes.com. If you don't know, now you know.